Hi, and welcome to this month's Dharma Things podcast. Um, Hopefully we will have a nice fun conversation again about just some things that people come across in maybe the fitness, yoga, well-being world. And maybe we can give you some information that is useful or funny or just some kind of discussion that you might not know a lot about. And this month I have got a guest joining me who I met when I lived in Leeds and we went to the same gym and used to bump into each other every now and again. And since then we've been Instagram buddies. Um, So it's the lovely Kay known on Instagram as Making Gains with Kay. So hello, how are you? Hi, Viz. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here and to catch up with you. Yeah. So tell us a bit, just really briefly, because obviously we're going to touch on things throughout the conversation. Um, Just tell us a little potted history of who you are, what you do, and yeah. Yeah. So um, a lot of you may have come across me or will have will come across me now <laughs> um, through my Instagram. Um, it's at Making Games with K. Um, I l- post a lot of my workouts and just kind of, you know, what I do in the gym and my kind of perspective on health and fitness. Um, I'm Japanese and I was brought and born and brought up in Hong Kong. Um, and I moved to the UK when I was 18. Um, and I've been now here for like 12 years. Um, when I was um, young, I was, I've been very active my whole life. Um, so um, I used to do um, running as a competitive um, sport, um, long distance. Um, and it wasn't until university that um, I tried to join the track team at Loughborough University, but <laughs> it was quite an elite level that um, I didn't make the team um, and that's just kind of when I started joining the gym and I think you know at that time when I was at university um, you know the the fitness space was still very much around males in the gym you know weights area and females on the cardio machine so that's kind of how I started I was you know doing my running on the ca- machine not knowing much um, it wasn't until I kind of watched you know athletics and the the sprinters and kind of very kind of feeling inspired by how strong they were uh, how Mm. strong they looked and kind of you know be able to kind of like focus on you know their performance and it got me thinking as to you know what did I want to do in the gym so I started learning things in the gym very gradually um, you know getting PTs to learn things and I just found that I really enjoyed it the more I did it and it just became something that I felt empowered doing and so you know I don't know how many years later I'm still doing it now and I just really kind of I guess focused on doing the gym for not just my physical kind of long-term health but also for my mental well-being yeah Um, yeah that pretty much sums up I guess (laughs) (laughs) I mean this is the thing yeah we, we see a lot more um in like normal everyday gym going we see a lot more women now doing a lot of weight training and things but a few years ago and it's really not actually that long ago I guess that there was a real divide in how 
you know, fitness goes, uh, uh, for, you know, like you said, women on machines, you know, being on the stepper for 50 minutes or an hour. And I'd be like, people still do that. But there's definitely been a rise in women's fitness ideas broadening out a little bit and women getting a, a, a broader perspective of how to keep themselves fit, hasn't there? Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, Instagram has partly to do with that as well in terms of being able to see other females in the weights area doing it. Um, mm. It was very much at the time when I started, um, I was the only lady, like female pretty much in the weights area. And I would, you know, the gym, you know, if you're not, if you're just starting, it can be a very intimidating place. And on top of, you know, if you're a female and there's only males in that area, you know, you kind of stand out and they tend to kind of like back then would like kind of see you. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really nice and exciting that um, so many, you know, more females are, you know, you, you see women in the weights area uh, and, you know, you know, lifting heavy weights and things mm. um, because it's not just like about kind of getting strong. I think, you know, all the other kind of health benefits, you know, kind of you know with your bone you know improving your bone density and things like that so um, yeah you know I think weight training has such a big part in terms of you know uh, kind of helping improve kind of you know your health kind of later down the line as well yeah well this is what I wanted to talk to you about this entire kind of language around um fitness training um well not just fitness training but maybe like health well-being all types of fitness I mean it, I, I'm very much in the yoga end of things um and you and I have done yoga together a couple of times but even in the yoga world there's there's a certain language around um this industry on social media and certain things can be quite misleading and language and communication is your area of expertise isn't it really that's your day job right yes yeah, yeah. so I work at a comms agency so kind of content and um mm -hmm. comms is my area but yeah there is there is a lot of language in terms of the fitness space that I do find um is kind of very kind of how do you say it um meant to just catch your attention yeah um so and not necessarily i like it, i do wonder what impact it has on people for example like you know burn fat or burn calories um when i feel like it's you know such language is very much focused on your image or kind yeah. of doing something to as a form of kind of guilt almost guilt guilting people into doing things when yeah think, precisely yeah. I mean I just wrote down a couple of things um that I've I, I briefly scoured a couple of profiles before um you and I talked and um I know we're probably very lucky that some of the people that are around us that we've worked with have actually got very healthy language excuse the pun but yes, good, well-balanced language in what they do. But I was followed by somebody on Instagram the other day who said that they were um, a fitness and well-being expert. And it's this person that lives somewhere in the UK. And when I looked at the posts that are on there, um, 
it was all this hashtag weight loss journey, which is great. That could be great. You know, a lot of people would like to lose weight. Um, fitness motivation, fit fam, belly fat burner, Insta guru. And I was like, oh my goodness, it just felt really overwhelming. Like you said, kind of a slightly misleading sort of thing, belly fat burning. Um, the comparison photos on this profile didn't look like they were healthy people. They just looked like thin people. And thin doesn't mean healthy, does it? No. So kind of speaking on my journey myself. So um, I was kind of very underweight uh, when uh, coming from kind of long distance running background. And um, when I started lifting weights, you know, I noticed that I was gaining weight and getting bigger kind of from my kind of uh, being back in Hong Kong, the the idealized image of a, a a woman was being thin, and you know, I I I did kind of struggle, kind of like not in the sense that I felt like you know, um, I wasn't kind of following what people would expect or want of you, mm. um, and. Sorry, I'm kind of going off on tangent here. I don't even know. <laughs> but, no, it's fine. I mean, we but, need to know why yeah. you're doing what you're doing yeah. and, and where you come from. It's good to have that comparison. But yeah, I ended up kind of getting almost, you know, caught up um, in trying to, you know, the marketing message that we, um, especially kind of, I guess, in the 2000s was, you know, a lot of celebrities were very stick thin and mm. you know, unhealthily so and you know you kind of look up to those people especially you know when you're in a teenager um you know you're quite impressionable and you think that's how you should be uh, and I did you know put on muscle but I was very very kind of you know had a low body fat and that's right. kind of what I you know you imagine that is kind of the image of fitness but actually if you know I may have looked very, you know, like fit, but actually, you know, I was drained and tired and wasn't sleeping right. well. So you can never, you know, look at someone and know kind of, you know, they might look fit, but actually, are they really fit? Because, you know, other health markers like, you know, you know, how are you sleeping, your energy levels, you know, your mood and all that plays a part. And, you know, you can never see that through a picture. So mm. I think that's like an important thing to keep in mind. And, you know, it's, it's moving, it's shifting. I see a lot of more kind of um, trainers kind of focusing on kind of the less kind of diet culture jargon and focus on kind of, you know, more on kind of moving your body to make you feel good as to moving your body to make, make you um, look you know yeah different I mean I think there's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight or um you know provided you know it's kind of in the interest of your health then yeah um you know just solely on aesthetics so that's kind mm -hmm. of why you know when it comes to my training before it was very much I was focused on changing the way my body looked but no matter how you know much I changed you know inside I didn't feel good um right you know you may look the part but if you don't feel it then you know what's the point so 
very yeah. much my training is now focused on moving well you know getting stronger it's more performance it's what I can what can I do um and focusing on that more than the aesthetics yeah because this is the thing when you see these um like you said photographs of super thin people or whatever and I mean things are shifting but I still notice a lot of conversations um on social media and it's just it you can go in an absolute black hole on social media um like you said things are shifting and we luckily know people who have got a positive language and approach to this but I still feel that there's a a lot of individuals out there who will sort of fall into these traps that are just following online trends of these like you, you know three week belly fat burn and the brand ambassadors and I know brand ambassadors aren't a bad thing because that's something that you touch on as well but you've got to pick the right one you know these that are selling challenges and diets and a specific like protein thing that you've got to live on for two weeks and then you'll be thin and there's some real dangers out there on social media isn't there yeah um I think yeah it's a, it's a difficult because it's it's almost like a double-edged sword where I feel like you know you know for example on a headline if you see you know drop x you know drop belly fat x weeks you know mm. I think you know from a marketing point it's enticing you know people want fast results um and you know if if you have a problem or an issue you want to tackle you know you want to you probably want to you know get the results as fast as you want but um you know you know stuff like building muscle it you know it takes a lot of time and I think you've got to kind of it's almost just kind of trapping people into thinking they can but is it in the interest of their you know well-being um I'm not sure Mm. I think a lot of those challenges I think it's great in creating community and getting people excited to do things but at the same time, I think, um, you know, it's those are very much kind of driven by fast kind of immediate results and yeah. impact that, that might have later down the line. You know, you see television shows like The Biggest Loser and things like that. And um, it's very much, you know, weight focused. Uh, mm. You know, it's, uh, you know, you know, we see kind of the beginning to I guess almost like the middle journey where you know they've lost loads of amount of weight but it's it's you know the question is is what they're doing that has led them to lose the weight is it sustainable yeah um, and I think that's the important part where a lot of these um you know immediate things that provide fast results are probably not sustainable yeah um, so you might find that you know you your old habits or things can creep up again and you're kind of going back when you know if you take it the long term way um you know and doing things step by step and improving your habits which you can stick to you know you're more likely to you know be able to um make it as part of your kind of every day then and yeah and like you said, there's some key words there, really, isn't there? Making it sustainable, creating healthy habits, things like that. It would be so nice to see more of those kind of hashtags used more often than 
hashtag fit fam and Instaguru from somebody who's selling detox teas. Um, I think it'd be much nicer if we should, maybe we should do that. We should just start circulating sustainable and, and, and healthy living kind of hashtags instead. Um, but what should people look out for that might make them be a little bit wary of being led down the wrong path when they see things on social media? Because, I mean, it, especially where we've all been in the world in the last couple of years, sometimes you can't always get to see a personal trainer and people do spend a lot of time on social media. So what kind of, what would you say, alarm bells should people look out for before they get sucked into these sort of misleading, like you said, selling programs? Yeah, it's a difficult one because there's so much out there at the moment. Um, I think it kind of really just depends um, on kind of your goals and you know what you want to get out of it in general i mean you know speaking of kind of losing fat very quickly you know there might be some people who are, are kind of you know have that goal and that's fine if that's what makes you happy i think kind of from my perspective i'm very much kind of long-term focused um so i do kind of and i you know i've had you know an unhealthy relationship with food where you know you know you know you have those things of you know don't eat carbs and things and mm. at one point in you know my journey I felt you know I was avoiding it simply because I was thinking you were going to make me you know gain you know get you know gain weight and yeah um but in really like now <laughs> it's, it's actually you know you need carbs you can't be restricting food groups um so it's it's kind of fine I guess in a Kind of a broad sense it might be kind of just taking things always kind of with a pinch of salt um especially on his uh, social media and um if people are talking in absolutes like you should do this the, these exercises to burn fat and stuff it's it's finding a way of looking at the you know the information and seeing what works best for you because what works for one person might not necessarily work for another person even mm. you know if you're identical twins you know you could actually respond very differently you know we all have our own preferences you, know, yeah. you might like one exercise over the other but if someone's telling you to do one exercise and you know you don't like it and you prefer to do something else then that's fine like you know some people might say oh you you should go do running um but if you don't enjoy that then you know you can always find some kind of alternative that works mm. best for you and I think it's almost like not getting caught up in what everyone else is doing but also yeah. making sure that you're doing what you like because if you enjoy it you're more likely to stick to it and be consistent and consistent uh, if you do yeah. it consistently that's when you know progress and you know results happen so that's the difficulty isn't it like you said from a marketing point of view people get these slogans that are a quick fix or that make them think that they're gonna be like everybody else and it's I guess to a degree picking on people's vulnerability yeah um isn't it where they're like oh this is what you need to do to be like this and it's a dangerous dangerous little world <laughs> yeah it's it's uh, it's almost like um I think for me it was a mindset shift more than mm. anything really 
um because you know if I, I can be following the same content but if you know the way I kind of process it and view it could really kind of you know change the way I view things you know I could always you know see someone who's you know super who looks super flattering think oh I wish I was her I'm never going to be like that person or you can think oh wow that person's so inspiring you know you know I can you know it's almost like taking it as inspiration or um, just kind of taking the good bits from it than the bad if that makes yeah. sense yeah yeah well but at what point did you realize that you needed to make that shift that you were acting in a emotionally unhealthy way what was it that made you um, change your emotional response to these things and shift your perspective to get what you now get out of your training um I there wasn't kind of a aha moment it was just kind of I think I just um when I was very much into kind of um the phase where I was just so into the gym I needed to be kind of trying to like eat healthy and everything it was just I think it was the more kind of the timing and the space the fitness industry was in it was very much clean eating and stuff like that and Mm. you know you kind of want to you know everyone kind of hops on to trends as well and um it was more of just kind of assessing and reflecting like do I want to carry on like this because I I wasn't feeling I was look like people were thinking I was looking great but I wasn't actually feeling my best and right I think it was more just have it kind of tapping into you know how how I really felt and where I wanted things and it was kind of more like you know changing that mindset into thinking you know being able to do uh, you know x amount of pull-ups is so much more kind of um, rewarding or kind of inspiring than kind of looking a certain way yeah yeah so think it so I guess this is what brings me to the um <laughs> what first made me think about the, the talking to you about language is the idea of gains so that word gains yeah so you've shifted your perspective around what your gains were um and again like we're very often in this bubble of thinking that the gains are like the bigger biceps and the nice peachy ass and you know the slim waistline or whatever but what is your language what are your ideas around gains so for me I changed uh, my handle to uh, making gains with K K. I thought it was quite a fun like play on word in terms of gains as in gaining muscle which is kind of what I've done through my journey um, um, because strength uh, is kind of my kind of area of interest that's what I like that's how I like to train Mm-hmm. Um, but I also thought, um, you know, fitness has also kind of really helped me develop skills. So, you know, through learning how to do a pull up or deadlift, you know, you're learning new skills um, and kind of forming, like for me, all, all of what I do in the gym is very much to help me kind of outside my life. I think, you know, you learn a lot through um you can learn a lot in the gym by kind of understanding, you know, it takes discipline and consistency to, you know, get, you know, you know, get to your goals and things. So mm-hmm. it's kind of the 
seeing gains as like making sure that the fitness is adding value to your life so you know if you're adopting a a, a habit of kind of making sure you're getting eight hours of sleep that's a gain to add to your life so it's kind of all the little things that you could do to improve yourself and make you you know feel your best is kind of how I kind of see gains really so it's not just you know the physical strength but also the you know all the habits and all the little things that can help to improve your life whether that's mindset nutrition you know movement and all that yeah because you've got a really well-rounded sort of practice haven't you I mean you do calisthenic stuff you do yoga you run you do the weightlifting um there's an awful lot of different things that you do and like you said if the if you're you're looking at adding value to your life to your feeling really it's feeling rather than than the aesthetic yeah yeah i i dive into a lot of different movements <laughs> Um, but that's just kind of what I, I, I like variety. I think for me, it keeps it fun and I like to learn new skills. I think you could take, you know, calisthenics, learning how to, you know, do handstands and things um, and then weightlifting, another very kind of technical sport. Um, and that's what I enjoy. Um, so that's what I do, really. Um, it's mm. as simple as that. So, you know, some people might want to go into just one discipline and really focus on that. And that's fine. Um, it's yeah just kind of you know at the end of the day I think you know you know you want to enjoy it really so kind of do do what um you know makes you know the most sense for you yeah so if people are feeling a little bit like going to the gym is just going and standing on that stair machine for 45 minutes and it's really boring and they're becoming lethargic and they're just feeling stuck what what is your advice to them to 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 do um i think it it depends on your goals and what you want to get out of it like if you know i i know that when you start out new going to do something else you know it can be very daunting you know you might want to bring a friend with you to maybe try something or you know there's you know classes that you might want to see so you know instead of if you're not quite you know wanting to invest into a personal trainer or kind of in you know join a club you know I think there's usually kind of taster sessions that you can always try out and you know there's nothing to lose from it you can try it out and you know if you don't if you don't like it that's why you kind of know it and you can always find something else um so yeah I guess you you know everyone kind of goes through that discovery phase of you know oh what is it that you know do I enjoy and you know (laughs) try it you don't know like you know, I never thought I would, you know, if I look back when I just started, I would have never thought I'd be doing, you know, calisthenics or, you know, weightlifting. Um, yeah. You know, it just kind of, I guess my curiosity got me thinking, oh, that looks interesting. You know, okay. I'll give it a go kind of thing. Um, and just try it out and see how it goes. You know, if I don't like it, then it's like, oh, okay, I don't like it. I'll move. I'll, I'll find something else. Type yeah, we don't have to stick with these things, do we? Yeah. I mean, like you said, just, just, try the water and you know if if it doesn't work it doesn't work people can just just become a little either like you said through nervousness because things are a little daunting when you're in the gym or or wherever doing your fitness but try it you might not like it I mean my boyfriend tried to get me into running I'm quite envious of people that 
that run because I I understand the fitness benefits of it but um people always talk about this you know sort of meditative thing about being able to run and I just found it the most hellish thing (laughs) (laughs) having to run 5k we're here in Copenhagen we've got a beautiful 5k route that goes through the King's Gardens, past Rosenborg Palace, past the um, City Art Gallery and through these gardens, past the lake. It's gorgeous, right? It's not a road run. And it was the most hellish thing. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. exactly it. You don't need to force yourself into doing things you don't want to because everyone's different. You kind of just have to find, yeah, your cup of tea, so... (laughs) (laughs) exactly it's just trying things out and see what you like but yeah talking of running you haven't actually run for a while have you because you've um, oh I have not (laughs) sorry to rub salt in that you've actually your your latest um round of gains and is this whole new adventure through learning some incredibly new and fairly monumental stuff about your body so I mean, I know what happened, but you explain it in your own words. <laughs> so, yeah, back in June. Um, so I, uh, on top of all gym stuff, um, you might get the impression that I'm very active. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I enjoy snowboarding. Um, and, you know, with the pandemic, not been able to travel. And I wanted to try skateboarding. Um, and <laughs> I got really into it in two weeks. I mean, it was the thing that you can do outside, you know, um, during this time. And and um, I was at the skate park learning, getting into doing drop-ins and things. And it was one of those where um, I was like, I've done it five times. I'm going to do it one more last time before I pack up and go back home. And that is when I um, slipped um, and I didn't bail out properly and so my leg got caught and I ended up breaking my tibular, fibula and medial malleolus, which is like the ankle bone. Oh. Um, and yeah, so I had to get go to A&E and get surgery the next day and I ended up having what's called an Elizabeth frame. So it's an external frame which holds your bones in place. Oof. Um, and yeah, so there's you know rods that go through your leg to hold that all in place um so it was a very challenging and painful experience but um you know i've i've had that removed um six weeks ago and so um you know it's been a very kind of eye-opening experience in terms of kind of i guess realizing how complex the body is because you know having to learn how to walk on crutches and then in a boot and then in a frame and then you know going back to the whole journey of you know once it's off learning how to be walking in a boot without a frame and then just walking without a frame I'm still limping and still kind of right very much on that journey um they said it's a year to um recover but I'm doing well I think it's more kind of mental than physical really like yeah it's physically very kind of been hard but as an active person that did kind of hit me quite a lot in terms of my outlet to kind of de-stress very much moving going for walks and being in the gym and 
you know, being bed bound um, was pretty difficult. And, um, you know, I guess, you know, I think I've been lucky. I've been in a pretty good headspace throughout most of it in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, because I really want to get back into the gym and doing things that I really enjoy. Um, it really spurred me on to think, you know, every day, what is it that is manageable and that I can do to get me closer to being back yeah. earlier? So I've just kind of very much um, focused on the doing little things, but over time, I think. So yeah. you, if you go on my Instagram, you will see, you know, having a frame on didn't stop me from going to the gym. I got a lot of stares and, you know, <laughs> it's quite a thing to see on someone. Yeah. Um, I look a bit like a robot. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but I think all of that has helped really in my recovery. But mm. yeah, I mean, everyone goes through, you know, tough times in their lives and, you know, injuries is one thing that can, you know, you know, it can, you know, feel like you put a whole step back in terms of all the progress that you've made in the gym. But um, it's given me a new light to kind of see like, yes, I feel like I'm, you know, having to relearn how to walk properly and all that. And, it might feel like you're coming, you know, starting from zero, but actually all the experience and knowledge that I gained throughout, it's not, definitely not wasted. It's, you know, I think very much that knowledge that I had developed really helped me to kind of get through this and mm. yeah, everyone's going to have setbacks, but uh, yeah, just keep focusing on what you can do. I think, you know, all of us through the pandemic have gone through such change and you just realize how adaptable you are really yeah I was just gonna say like how did you actually manage to keep your mindset so balanced because it's really easy when there's something as monumental as that that's happened and I mean yeah you you've had your period where you couldn't get out and about but then going back into the gym like how did you think what you know what am I going to do to adapt how how do I do something like what how did that work for you to keep your your head together really when you were in the gym um I feel like yeah it was just you know it wasn't expected it just happened all of a sudden and I think it was more of like uh you know it was still I'm still coming to terms I'm like is this really happening but I'm here you know <laughs> it, was, it was it was I don't think I really probably synced in while it was happening to be honest but um yeah I think it's just I, I yeah I don't really know kind of how like I definitely had down days everyone has down days no matter what they're going through but it's it, I think really like for me it's just focusing on you know what can I do today that's gonna that I can you know be thankful for like just trying to take moments where you know things could be a lot worse and kind of focusing on kind of the actions that you can do at that mm. moment in time because um, you're quite into doing your pull-ups aren't you oh yeah you're doing like <laughs> have you got like what 15 pull-ups in a row now or something or is it more than that um no not quite there yeah I had I'm still working on that 15 I keep okay and and a half and I'm like oh just that one bit yeah and I guess that's something that you can do when you've got your leg is 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 tied up you can still do your pull-ups and you've got a bit of extra added weight yeah especially <laughs> like I thought like, I was interested to so you know while I've had the frame on um I was you know um 
I was allowed to go and do my upper body exercises and so I still carry on going to the gym because you know you know it makes me feel good and yeah it gets me moving and so I worked um predominantly on my upper body <laughs> and, right um yeah ended up you know I, I just enjoyed doing pull-ups I think it's quite cool that you know you don't you know it's a, a sign of strength and I just enjoyed doing it um so yeah it was interesting to kind of see like I wonder how much of this frame is actually holding me <laughs> in terms of reps I mean I managed to get what what one more rep off it I mean you with, did yeah but with the you, frame on how heavy was the frame that's the thing I didn't know when I had it on like it feels kind of heavy like when you're walking with it but I think it probably wasn't any more than like a pound or something <laughs> okay okay yeah. yeah well obviously it's going to feel a lot more because your legs is is damaged but yeah it'd be interesting to find out exactly how much that weighed because you see people doing pull-ups with weight belts on and you just had your <laughs> yeah, that weight was, that was my weight belt <laughs> weight belt yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant and you're doing your PT training now aren't you or have you finished it I actually finished that almost okay. two years ago and since then last year when we were in lockdown um, I did a pre and um, postnatal um certification so oh that was yeah. what I spotted you doing yeah. okay yeah so I've got those funnily enough I'm not actually training anyone um so yeah I mean it might be something I do in the future um, yeah because I've got my full-time job in you know marketing um and you know I still you know I, I enjoy that and want to continue it but you know I always do think oh you know should I do some coaching um but we'll, we'll, see, we'll see if I ever do. Yeah, <laughs> keep your eyes peeled. Do, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to close, but I just wanted to have a little think about, like, what is the favourite, what is your favourite thing about what you do and what you bring to the world? Oh, that's a, <laughs> that's a big question to end on. Um, I just hope that when people come to my page and they see my content, they can, um, you know, they can take something positive from it, whether it's, you know, kind of, I, I hope the enjoyment aspect of training comes across in terms of, you know, you know, something training should be something, you know, it is something that you can enjoy. Um, and it's about kind of doing what works best for you. Um, I know a lot of people like enjoy the workouts I do because it can be a little bit different because it's I guess my training approach is very much a hybrid approach of mixing lots of different things together because that's yeah. what I enjoy so um if at all hopefully there's you know maybe some inspiration from my injury if you, you're going through one as well um but yeah you know I just think you know um, you know, health, you know, gym and workout, exercising, movement. I kind of see it more as, you know, instead of exercising, I like to think of, you know, it as movement, um, whether it's going for a walk or anything. It's just finding that time in your day to kind of be able to kind of do something that's worth for you. And hopefully my content will help you kind of inspire you to do that. <laughs> Even if it's just going for a little walk yeah, or, or make a doing 15 pull-ups, whichever. <laughs> I mean, that's taken me a very long years to get to. So don't don't feel kind of 
you know um pushed back by it um you know I can't even do one it's just not like all the different things that I can do and I've got fairly strong upper body but pull-ups my body just does not want to know pull-ups at all (laughs) <laughs> I, I started there so yeah we, we all have to start somewhere so. push-ups I'm good with push-ups I really enjoy inverted push-ups as well which I'm told are really difficult but I kind of get that but pull-ups different thing <laughs> well inverted um, push-ups is probably your your strength area yeah so. exactly but they say that though being in the yoga world like, like apparently your push strength is the thing isn't it when you're doing lots of yoga it push yeah. strength is the, is the thing that you build up pull strength is really very good but I should work on that and um, maybe give me a couple of years and I might be able to do one <laughs> yeah I'm sure you can <laughs> Um, feel free to drop me a line. <laughs> okay, thanks so much for talking to us about your journey and helping us to demystify a little bit this language that that we so often see. I hope that people that are listening can follow your profile and maybe just get a little bit more guidance into, like you said, a hybrid approach of a a well-rounded and enjoyable approach to health and fitness that's about feel good rather than look good um yeah and good luck with your recovery thank you so much oh it was great to be on and uh, hopefully we can cross paths one day and i can do a bit of yoga and we can do um some pull-ups maybe <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thanks so much for your time. So that is it for Dharma Things for this month. Um, I will make sure to circulate Kay's Instagram and then you can all take a look at it. Um, And we will see you next month with another guest, hopefully some funny little stories or insightful journeys for our next episode. Thank you for listening.